So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day doing whatever it is that you might be doing. And I know I sure am. Uh, Man, I moved back from Jamaica to Canada. We live in a city called St. Catharines right by Niagara Falls. And we moved back here, uh, gosh, probably about, I don't know, six, seven weeks ago now. And the weather is just starting to get warm. So I'm in a happy mood. Life is good. God is good. Cannot complain at all. Um, Today we're talking about how to create effective accountability. And this is a really important subject. I have, um, I've gotten a bunch of flack from people about some of my stances on accountability because I'm pretty outspoken against a lot of the traditional models for accountability just because they are flawed. And every model has its flaws, but I think a lot of users of some of these accountability systems, softwares, and models are engaging in them, you know, paying for the software, the service, signing up for the program, and just thinking all of their problems are going to go away. And the education part has been really low in this area. So what I want to do in today's episode is talk about what healthy accountability actually looks like. I want to do a little bit of educating myself and then talk about just some of the essential elements that every accountability model should have, whether you're doing this in a group of 100 people or you're doing this in a partnership with one other person, there's a couple things you need to have in place to really make sure that your accountability is effective. Because here's the thing, you can decide whether or not you want something that is going to be exciting or effective. They seem to be mutually exclusive. That's not a rule, but they just seem to be that way. It seems that a lot of the programs that people get all excited about and I signed up for this and you know, we're going to kick porn to the curb and blah, blah, we got this. You know, like all of those programs out there are super exciting, but they're not very effective. You know, like you have people just getting caught up in the binge purge cycle a couple months later and feeling more defeated. But again, like our whole principles, our whole mantra is we want to resolve the root issues of porn and masturbation. So it may not be that exciting, but if we have approaches with that dogma in mind, we will be effective. That is pretty much a guarantee. So the the question is just how? And uh, I'm going to help you answer that question a little bit today. Now, let's start with really the, the, whole, the whole concept of accountability is to be held responsible, to give an account for your ability, right? It's to give an account for your ability. So we have to start there because a lot of accountability models are like, yeah, I slipped again and, um, you know, I'm just really trying to pray more about it and, uh, you know, let's just hope this is a better week. I was really stressed last week. Um, You know, there's a project going on, the project's done. So, you know, I think this is going to be a better week. You know, I'm not going to have as much stress. And we just logic ourselves back into the binge purge cycle, okay? Now, the, the actual problem with that is there is no account for the person's ability. 
All we talked about is their disability or where they are impaired. But when you are really holding someone accountable, what you're actually looking for is what are their strengths? What are the things that are good about them? Uh, the things that are good in their lives? And how do we call them up to that standard? Hey, you relapsed again? That happens. Let's learn from that so that you can reach this place that we know you're actually made for. Because that's not you. You're not that, you're not that relapse. You're not that, that person who, who is perverted and hypersexualized. That's not who you are. This is who you are. I know your actual ability. That's what I'm going to hold you, hold you accountable for. That's why this relapse isn't okay. Because you were actually born to change the world. And when you do that, you hinder your ability to do what God's called you to do. But don't forget who you are. See, that, that's the premise of accountability. Now, secondly, we know that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it's connection. So again, this is all the more reason to not emphasize your relapses and your slip-ups. There should be discussion about them. I'm not saying that we sweep them under the rug and pretend they didn't happen. <clears throat> what I'm trying to suggest is that they do not get the focal point. They don't, they don't get the front page here because there's other things going on. Number one, your potential and your ability. We're super interested in that. But the second thing is, when we're accountable, we want to do it in a preventative measure. Okay, we, we want to we try to have conversations that foster meaningful connection, that do not center around the sexual struggle, but rather day-to-day life, just simply engaging on a heart-to-heart level. And in the process of forming meaningful relationship with one another, we get to exercise the principle that, um, that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it is connection. And in forming meaningful connections, we start to deviate from our addictive tendencies. So firstly, accountability is an account for what you are able to do. It is an account for your ability. Secondly, we want to make sure that the times that are spent together with whoever it might be that's in this role, that their target or their design is to foster meaningful relationships. And we know that if that is our goal and if that is our intent, then it is quite likely that the other elements will take care of themselves. So in our program, uh, with what we do here at Deep Clean, we don't have accountability partners. We don't match you up with somebody in the program to keep you accountable. We have a different system and we call it um, the spotter system. So what happens here is you have somebody who, you know, again, serves that similar role. They need to have the same qualities and characteristics. They're, they're safe, they're trustworthy, they're non-judgmental, they're not your spouse. Somebody in your life that you can talk to openly about these things, your spotter. If you've ever worked out, a spotter is the person at the gym who is helping you just get a little bit of an extra lift in your bench press or your squat or whatever it might be. They do not do the heavy lifting. They don't even do 90% or 10% of the lifting rather. They don't even do 5%. They do 0.1%. They just offer a little bit of support. Sometimes it's just a psychological thing knowing you have somebody there who's going to bail you out if this thing drops is enough to just give you that push, to give you the confidence to move forward to hit your target. That's the same role the spotter plays. They should not be chasing you down. They should not be, you know, hey, just checking in to see how you're doing. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You are responsible for being held accountable. So you are the one reaching out to them. Hey, you got 15 minutes to chat? 
Got to talk through something. Having a tough day, need a little bit of help. You are reaching out. They're not checking in on you. You are reaching out. You're doing the heavy lifting in the relationship. Okay, first thing. Second thing, the goal of the relationship with your spotter is they, they're not supposed to, um, they don't have to be a therapist or a registered psychologist. They're not supposed to ask all the right questions. Their main things are to see, like, how are you doing? Are you are you growing? Are you learning? Is your heart getting healthier? And are there any mistakes you've made? And if so, what are you doing about them? Like, don't don't be sulking about them. You can have your time to process and, and whatever. But with your accountability partner, like, make there should be an action component to those conversations. And as you start to create this effective accountability, it is amazing what starts to take place. Because the focus is now on growth. The focus is on development. The focus is on healing. The actual things that push the needle forward. And as you start to engage in these things more regularly and you start to not really obsess over relapses or no relapses, your decisions start to become different and your patterns start to change. And this is the premise of effective accountability. Let me tell you two stories of accountability that I had set up that were complete failures. And um, it'll help you understand why what I'm suggesting is actually so effective. My first uh, system, I actually don't really share this story very often, but I was a worship leader at a camp uh, for, for a summer. And so I went up and I'm leading worship. And the one day they had asked me to share, they said, you know, I think, I think the kids want to hear from you. And so I gave a talk and I shared about my struggle with porn addiction. And it was really scary. I had never really done that before, but I felt in my heart like it needed to happen. So I shared about it and a bunch of people came up to me after uh, that were like, hey, that was really cool, man. You know, like nothing, again, nothing crazy, but just like acknowledging, hey, that was legit. We know what that's like. And then I had a couple of the counselors actually reach out to me privately to be like, hey, I struggle in this area. I really need your help. And so I was like, hey, this is awesome. I was so excited. You know, I was like 21 years old. I'm like, wow, I get to help people and serve people and minister to them. Hey, you got it, man. I'm going to pray for you every day and I'm going to check in on you. And um, anytime you're struggling, you know, you can reach out to me as well. And it was so awesome, you know, because like that first week I was checking in every day. Hey, man, still clean. You know, hey, still clean. And they were doing great. And then uh, one day I got a text. Hey, man, uh, I had a slip today. Don't really know what happened, but just pray for me. It's like, you got it, man. I'm on it. Like, you can do this. Keep going. You know, and the, the pattern just started to deviate more and more. And it was like, hey, man, I've had a bad week. I've slept a bunch of times. Then it was like every month I was hearing from him because, you know, I had forgotten to kind of keep on top of it. And so he's like, hey, man, it's, um, yeah, just, just pray for me. You know, like, and eventually just kind of fizzled out. That was my first experience. My second was a couple of years later. And I was starting to realize that I really had an issue here and, and needed help because obviously in that first arrangement, I was the one offering the help, even though I was kind of working through my stuff still. I wasn't struggling tremendously in that particular season, but you know, I, I was not perfect by any means. In the second relationship, I was struggling and I was on a mission to kick this thing to the curb once and for all. So I reached out to my buddy. He was like, hey man, that's awesome. I'm actually struggling as well let's hold each other accountable. So we got the software, we set each other up. And uh, if, I'm sure you guys know how this works, right? Like if you look at anything inappropriate, the report gets sent to your accountability partner. And the idea is they check in with you to see like, hey, what's going on? I noticed that you were struggling. Um, but we just weren't able to do that. We were both struggling. 
Um, there were a couple times where I, I saw what he was watching and I actually got intrigued by it and started clicking around. And before you know it, I'm watching the same stuff he's watching and then one thing leads to another and a slip here, a slip there. And it's like, it was a complete disaster. It was the blind leading the blind and the wheels were coming off real quick. So a couple mistakes that I made is number one, I the, my first arrangement, all of the responsibility got put on the accountability partner, which was me. That's a no-no. That does not work, right? We're Again, like if you think about step one in addiction recovery is responsibility, ownership, identifying what you can control and then taking responsibility for it. So if the if the accountability partner is you outsourcing your responsibility, you have already put a cap on your recovery. In the second arrangement, the main problem I made was I was not we weren't actually engaging in a meaningful way. It was just behavioral accountability. Did you do it? Did you not do it? And that was the end of the conversation. It was a huge problem and it really caused a, a lot of issues in me because it just made me think there must be something wrong with me. This was working for other people. Why isn't this working for us? We, we did the right things. We installed the filter. That should be it, right? And um, you guys know, any of you who have li- been listening to the podcast for any length of time, we know that's not good enough because it's not tackling the root issues. It's not addressing the underlying causes. And that's where true freedom really takes place. So if you want to create create effective accountability, here are some things that you want to do. You need one person in your life, okay? Just one person that you can trust safely without judgment. Somebody that's not your spouse, okay? We've done other episodes on why your wife should not be your accountability partner. So you need to find that person and you need to explain to them your situation. Give them the details. Give them the juice. They got to know it all. And once they understand your situation, then uh, you're going to invite them to be your spotter. Okay, now them being your spotter, you're going to have to explain that. You're like, yes, it's a spotter like at the gym because I'm doing the heavy lifting here and I just need you to give me a little bit of a boost. And they're going to say, that's awesome. I can do that. What's the boost? And you're going to say, for 15 minutes a week, I need to have a chat with you. Okay, great. 15 minutes a week, I can do that. No problem. What's the chat going to be about? I'm going to tell you about what I've been learning how I'm growing, where I'm struggling, and whether or not I relapsed. Okay, awesome. And what am I going to do? You're going to ask me questions about anything that doesn't align if you think I'm being dishonest or that I'm not telling the full truth. And if I've relapsed, you're going to ask me how I'm growing and learning from the from the relapse. 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Got it. Perfect. Okay, the only other thing is if you don't mind, maybe once a month, uh, maybe every couple of months, we could have a more extended call in person if that's applicable. It might not be. Uh, a lot of our clients have accountability partners who are, you know, elsewhere or spotters rather who are, um, you know, in a different geographical location. Uh, but just to meet up and just to hang out, do something fun together. We'll play a game. Uh, if it's over Zoom, you play a Jackbox game or something like that. If it's in person, you can, you know, I don't know, you can go golfing or whatever. Just something together that's going to be life giving. It's just about us hanging out, cultivating a little bit of a relationship. Does that sound doable to you? They're going to say, yeah, I think I think I can do that. Or they're going to say, you know what, that might be a little bit much for me. Um, and at which point you say, okay, no problem. But if you can do the first part, that's great. And I will find other ways because you're being responsible and you're taking ownership. I will find other ways to get that that area addressed. And maybe that means you join a club. Maybe it means you find some other friends that you can play sports with. No right or wrong here. You guys get to figure that out for what it's worth. So that's how you're going to create effective accountability. You're going to take ownership and responsibility. You're going to find a safe person that you can trust, that you know is going to be able to serve you in this area of your life. 
And then you're going to lay out very specific parameters of what the interaction should look like. It's going to feel weird. It's going to be like, you're my friend. Why do I have to have a, such a formal conversation? Because you need to get free of porn. That's why. Because your relationships and your destiny and your potential and your productivity and your spirituality are on hold because you have this nagging addiction. So the, the level of intentionality that's required to break out of something as problem as your addiction is pretty high. It's going to take some focused, concentrated effort. But when you do that, when you get there, it is awesome. It will be worth it. This is not how your friendship's going to be forever. It will only be a season. It might be three months. It might be six months. It could be a few years. But I promise you, in due time, in due course, you'll see the fruits of this arrangement and you will love your life. You'll actually enjoy it. And you will not dread these interactions because they'll be life-giving. They'll be focused on your growth and development. And, and they will actually be spurring you on to be accountable or to give account for your ability. And that's what this is all about. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I wish you an incredible day. And I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.